Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pinion. I'm bringing you today's word for November 15, 2018. I'm teaching a series entitled Standing on a Word from God. This is part 53 of the overall series and part 25 of the life of David. Now, I'm talking about standing on a word from God. God gives you a word and then you got to stand on it, right? And really believe that that word is going to come to pass. Well, in the interim, a lot of these words of promise from God may not happen for a year or 10 years or 30 years, right? So in the interim, what are you going to do? You have to make the most of every situation. You just can't live your life waiting for the big moment. You have to maximize all the little moments in between the big moments so that you could be the man, the woman that God called you to be. So along those lines, we looked at the life of Abraham, right? And, and how we spanned 42 years of his life. And now we're looking at the life of David and how he got a word from God, but he wasn't going to be the king overnight. So he had to maximize every opportunity that God put before him. That's what we've been studying. Today's message is entitled, Let God Do It. At the end of the day, God is going to call you to do some amazing things, some impossible things. And those things are possible for you if you believe and if you let him do it. You cannot do it without God. But with God, there's nothing that you can't do. So no matter what you're facing this morning, my message is, let God do it. So going back to the story of David, what God did through David was amazing. I mean, here you have a young boy who killed the giant of a man, right? Not only that, but the young boy had never been in combat, uh, and he was fighting a giant who was time-tested and battle-proven, right? So you have a, a nine-foot-tall giant of a man who was a, a, a battle-tested, proven warrior, and you have a young boy who was a shepherd. And the young boy killed the giant. Now, I like to put the emphasis on God. So the way that I say it is that God used David to kill Goliath. I'm putting the emphasis on God. While it was David who actually, you know, flung the stone and swung the sword, I believe that it was unquestionably God who was working through David, going back to let God do it. If you let God do it, then there, there's nothing that he can't do through you. Not only did David kill Goliath that day, but when when the giant went down and he cut the giant's head off, it's like the nation of Israel, the army, the Israeli army who had been kind of in a stupor for 40 days, they were paralyzed in fear by this giant. It's like, boom, they broke out of that stupor. They woke up, they grabbed their swords, they attacked the Philistines, and Israel had a major victory that day, and it was by the grace of God. I like to say that it was God who moved through the Israelis that day for that victory. Now, you may be saying, now, wait a minute, Rick. Hold, hold on, hold on. It wasn't God who did that. It was them who did it, right? Oh, you might be saying, hold on, hold on. God didn't kill the giant. David killed the giant. Shouldn't we give David the credit? Well, in a sense, yes, it was David. But in another sense, yes, it was God. It actually both were at work. Both were involved. And this is actually how we're supposed to live. It was David under God. It was God flowing through David. So in the scripture that I shared with you yesterday, 1 Corinthians 15 to 10, Paul was trying to explain this. So Paul said, look, look, uh, God treated me with his undeserved grace. He made me who I am, an apostle, and I'm definitely not, not worthy to be an apostle, but the grace of God that's on my life is not going to be wasted. So Paul starts off by saying, listen, I got to acknowledge the fact that I wasn't worthy of the assignment in the first place. I'm the last person that God should have called to lead a cause for Christ because I was fighting against the cause for Christ. Paul was saying, I am not a self-made man. I did not pull myself up by my own bootstraps. I am a God made man. And Paul had no problem acknowledging that. But then Paul, Paul went on to say, however, 
I worked harder than all the other apostles. <laughs> so he was like, look, I went on four missionary journeys. I've been shipwrecked. I've been beaten five times. I was given the cap of nine tails with 39 lashes. Listen, I've been through a whole lot of stuff. I worked harder than everybody else. So now I was like, oh, first you said it was God. Now you're saying it's you. Mm. So is it God or is it you? What Paul goes on to explain. But then again, I have to acknowledge the fact that it does take human effort to become the man, the woman that God called you to be. But then again, it really wasn't me doing it. <laughs> it was the grace of God through me. So he's acknowledging, yes, I had a part in my success, but I only have a part. It was God. It was me. It was me. It was God. It was actually both of us. And that's how we're supposed to live. It is me and then God and God and me. And together, we are going to make a difference. Together, Paul went with God on four missionary journeys. Together, David, with God, killed the giant. You see what I'm saying? And that's, this is how we're supposed to live. So it has to be you and God together, which is why today's message is saying, let him do it. God wants to work through your life. He wants to operate through you, but he will not operate through your life fully unless you cooperate with him and you let him do it. So what does this mean to you today? I know that this is a snow day for a lot of people. <laughs> Children are out of school all over the East Coast. You got people that, that are probably drinking some coffee or some hot cocoa right now as you watch this video. What does this mean to you today? Whether you're leaving the house or not, I have a word. Three things to share with you this morning. Open up your heart uh, to receive the word this morning. You ready? Number one, don't get so caught up in tomorrow that you miss out on today. D don't make that mistake. David was called to be king. The prophet came, anointed him in front of his brother, said, you are anointed to be the next king of Israel. He was anointed to be a monarch, but he wasn't going to be a monarch that day. So he didn't go, get caught up waiting on the big promise, on the big thing that God said, uh, uh, so caught up in that, that he would not maximize the moment that was right in front of him. David made the most of every situation. He said, yeah, I'm anointed to be king. I don't know how that's going to happen. I guess, God, you, you're going to do this thing. First of all, I never asked you to be king. Second of all, this wasn't my idea. Third of all, I don't know how to be a king. Fourth of all, if you want me to be king, you have to make the way for it. I guess for right now, I'm just going to deal with whatever situation is in front of my face. So he made the most of the situation that was in front of his face. And God used him mightily because he didn't get caught up in the big thing that was waiting for him down the road. Listen, God is going to call you to big things. And those big things may be down the road. And yes, you should think about them. Yes, you should pray about them. Yes, you should be preparing today for your tomorrow. Yes, you should be incrementally becoming the man, the woman that God called you to be. Yes, you should decree it and declare it and believe it and receive it and pray over it and keep it on your vision board and know that it's going to come to pass and it's only a matter of time. But if it's not going to come to pass today, then don't get so caught up daydreaming about tomorrow that you fail to make the most of what is in front of you right now, today. Big and small, God wants you to make the most of every situation. Number two, age is not an issue for God. Let's think about David. David was 17 years old when he killed this giant. So, so I could give you many examples. How about Abraham? Abraham was 75 years old when he got started. Abraham was 75 years old when he got the call. Abraham was 75 years old when he started walking with God. And then he was 100 years old when the, the, the promised child was born. He was 117 years old when he sat, when he was ready, willing, and able to kill his own son. Remember that? He was 117 years old when that happened. 
age is not an issue. David was 17 years old. The fate of an entire nation was resting upon his shoulders. Thankfully, he was putting his trust and his confidence in God. Abraham was not too old and David was not too young <laughs> because God is God. He can use anyone. If you're still breathing, if there's blood still flowing through your veins, if there's air still flowing through your lungs, then it is evidence that God is not through with you. You are here on this planet and you're still here because you're here for a reason and God can use you. Age has nothing to do with it. You're not too young. You're not too old. Listen, forget age. It could be race, a gender, a creed, or whatever. God can use anyone, anywhere, just as long as you submit unto him and allow him to do it. My question is, will you let him? Will you let God? Number three, and finally, I only have three things this morning. One person submitted to God can make a tremendous impact. One person. All it takes is one person under God. One person. It is you and God. It is God and you, and you can do anything. David saved Israel from a national disaster, right? If, if he would have lost that day and the Israelites would have become slave to the Philistines, maybe history would be written a different way. I mean, so... So David was young and he was used to, to basically save an entire nation from, from impending peril. Paul, a man should, who, who never should have been qualified to preach the gospel in the first place, was used of God to go on four missionary journeys, to start churches, to pastor pastors, and to write half the New Testament. Asia Minor, the whole climate of Asia Minor was changed because of one man, because of Paul. He wrote half the New Testament was still being blessed from it today over 2,000 years later because of one man. One man submitted unto God, Moses. Moses was a man who committed murder and he wound up being exiled in the desert. He spent 40 years out there and then God called him. And after 40 years, he came back and he led the nation of Israel out of bondage. He led an entire nation, millions of people out of the, uh, of the bondage of the Egyptians because it was one man submitted unto God. Listen, when people read your story, when people read the story of Rick Pena, right, after I'm gone, God wants to be the star on every page of my life story. God wants to be the star on every page of your life story. So my question is, what is your story going to be? Your story can be okay, I guess, if you try to live it without God. Your story can be amazing if you allow God to live through you. But what is your story going to be? And then who's going to be the star of your story? Don't take God's glory. He gets the glory, we get the benefits. If you allow God to get the glory of everything that you do, then believe me, you will live an amazing life. You will get the benefit of experiencing the grace of God and God will get the glory from your life and your living. So look at me for a minute. As I close, let me tell you, you are not too old. You are not too young. You're not too tainted. What you did in the past doesn't matter to God. I mean, you, you have not disqualified yourself. You never qualified for it in the first place. Jesus qualified for you. You are not too damaged. If you're still breathing, then God can use you to make a tremendous impact within this world, within your sphere of influence. You are anointed for such a time as this. Will you let God do it? Will you submit unto him and let him flow through you? If you do, you're going to change the world. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to repeat after me now in faith from a believing heart. Say this. Say, Father... This is a season of expectation for me. I realize that you have been attempting to live through me <laughs> my entire life. I have not always cooperated with you, partly because I didn't see myself worthy of being used by a holy God. 
and partly because I couldn't open up my heart wide enough to the enormity of the assignment that you've called me to. But I declare that those days are over. I am who you am. I am who I am by your grace. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I believe what you believe about me. I enter this day confident that you will use me for your glory. I shall make an impact within my sphere of influence because I'm not the one doing it. It is you, Father, living in me. You give me the words and you perform the work. Now, you and I together, we're going to change the world. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org, sign up and get the messages, and they're going to be a blessing to you. Head into this day determined to be used of God. Head into this day determined to yield to the Father. It is you and God. It is God and you. And together, you're going to change the world. Do me a favor before you leave the screen, share this on your social media so that other people can find out about Jesus. You have an amazing day by the grace of God. God bless you.